everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30. With the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's R&R. And R and J as uh, we come back on a Friday morning edition. When we get together on Fridays, we always invite the cool kids over. And R.J. Ochoa, the manager and, and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, sitting in with us. Go to your YouTube feed. You'll see what he looks like. Morning, R.J. Top of the morning to you both. I uh, hope, um, hope you had something delicious uh, for dinner last night. I get I got beef already. I'm starting. I'm starting. McCarthy was surly this morning, so now I'm gonna take it out on you, RJ. You are not old enough to know about the wonderful respect. game on the T-shirt you're wearing. For those not watching on YouTube, uh, get a life. And he's RJ is wearing a Tecmo Bowl shirt. Now I know RJ's age. I ain't gonna say it out loud, but I know he ain't old enough to have played Tecmo Bowl. But I can appreciate your. Um, Given the game, it's flowers, but I know you never played Tech Mobile. I think it's ironic, Rudy, that you would tell an audience to go to YouTube uh, and expect that they were the same people who played Tech Mobile. Um, but, you know. You know what? Great that, point. <laughs> that's up to you. Um, you know, I uh, never really played oh, the game, but I'm, I'm obviously. Really? Uh, I, I mean, I'm aware of the game's impact on, on pop culture and sports culture. Right. Um, and so, you know, we can all have an appreciation for everything that came before us. Shout out to the dinosaurs. Tec- this was their place first. Tecmo Bowl is a bigger gateway drug than weed. Weed is not a gateway Well, I'm just drug. saying, and neither is Tecmo Bowl. But if we're talking about the starter, the way people find their way into stuff, it was Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, it was. Tecmo Bowl was my first video game, other than, like, no, it was, a, it was or something Atari. stupid. Well, they're the, 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 those weird games that came out on those first early computers. Oh, yeah. uh, that, those, was before, those that was before my time. So. Tecmo Bowl in 87. Yeah. Changed my life. Damn, 87. I was 10. Two plays. I mean. A and B. Anyways. Is, y'all y'all doing all right? You, you need a, you know some prune juice or anything? Like, you know, you want me to help you? I mean, Jeez, you know. Is that an old joke? I'm not sure wow. where y'all are headed. Uh, prune juice? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Cowboys football. We asked McCarthy about uh, Stephon Gilmore and Tyler Smith. He said they both practiced yesterday and made good strides in being able to play on Sunday. Do the Now, I know Aaron Jones. I think it starts and stops with him. We asked McCarthy about that. But do they have receivers that worry you? I mean, they got a quarterback that worries me. I mean, I, I know that everyone's kind of focused oh, on, on Aaron you're Jones. love believer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean. I don't know how you can't be. It was, you know, playing with data and playing with numbers. 
Um, that's what we call information nowadays, like the kids and the young ones yeah, and, and stuff. Um, and, uh, and it's really difficult to isolate a stretch of time where he's not kicking ass. Um, you know, I went back, looked at, you know, a lot of people say NFL season doesn't start till Thanksgiving. You recall the Packers beat the Lions, obviously, before the Cowboys played on Thanksgiving. Since Thanksgiving, he is number two in EPA per play among NFL quarterbacks. He only trails Brock Purdy. He's ahead of Dak Prescott. I understand that everybody, you know, had their hand burned on the stove when Dallas got run all over by James Cook uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And while Aaron Jones had a big-time day during the Packers' last trip to AT&T Stadium, the threat is Jordan Love to me. I mean, you know, you you want to try to run the ball? Great. Like, you know, minimize your amount of possessions because the fewer opportunities Jordan Love has to win, he does have incredibly young receivers. And that's obviously worth mentioning. This is a really raw, inexperienced team. But – but that dude's a dude, and, and that's the guy who I kind of got as priority number one entering Sunday. Wow. I'm kind of surprised to hear that. Um, when I look at the Jordan Love, that dude's a dude, and look at how he's been successful, uh, looking through the numbers, he's done the, a lot of the things that Dak has done this year. Picked apart man defense, uh, utilized his legs to kind of move the pocket a little bit, utilized RPOs when they have been able They've run the ball better than the uh-huh. Cowboys. When you see what the Cowboys are facing, uh-huh. do – they primarily like to run in man, but that's what love feasts on. Is this going to be just uh, coming down to can Micah and those guys get to the quarterback because cornerbacks are going to be on an island as they have been all season long, or do you think DQ might switch things up? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned his mobility. I, I think early in his career, people didn't give Rodgers that credit. Um, you know, he wasn't you know Mike Vick or Cam Newton or anything like that, but but he definitely was able to kind of kill you in that sense. And so can Jordan Love and. There's a lot that's always made about the Cowboys playing man and, you know, things like that. And But I I think at this point, not in a stubborn way, but, like, you got to go with what got you here. Like, you got to go with right. help make you one of the best defenses in the NFL for the last thousand days. Um, and so you have to trust that your superstars are going to show up. You have – that's – I'm – I'm honestly fascinated to kind of watch this game because the thing I'm most interested in is probably Micah Parsons. I mean, I think it's my contention has long been that they've kind of kept him on, on a pitch count and things like that to preserve him for, you know, moments and days and games like this. And so I'm kind of anxious to see how they're going to let the lion out of the cage and just kind of let him rush the passer each and every single moment if he can handle that because it's going to take some sort of Herculean effort like that for him and for them to obviously as a team win. Wow. Fair foul the chirping and the whispers about McCarthy's job security. I uh, tweeted Stephen's quote about this um, to Jason and Joe yesterday. It is the dumbest thing in the world to me. Like I am very grateful. I am very grateful for the amount of attention that the Cowboys get. It helps, um, you know, helps hopefully one day, you know, hopefully help my son go to college. Uh, you know, put, putting that money in the fund right now. Uh, but, um, I mean, three, like it's, it's, I can't even rip off all the statistics. Three 12-1 seasons, three straight playoff appearances, done this for the first time since, you know, winter, and since Tecmo Bowl came out, basically. And it's not just like, oh, you're better than, than Jason Garrett, so, you know, you're amazing. He's, since, since 2021, they have, more than, they have more regular season wins than all but one team, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, they're the only team that's won more regular season games than them. And a lot of people come back and say, yeah, that's regular season. What about postseason? And that's true. Like, I mean, they haven't won a Super Bowl. And, you know, their biggest crime is running into what many people agree is the best offensive play caller in the NFL. 
and the most talented roster wow. in the NFL. And you do have to hold them accountable for not getting that done. But this idea, um, I'm sure you're both very aware of the family guy meme uh, where Peter is talking about, you know, the boat. And he's like, we should totally get rid of the boat and get something else. It could be anything. It could be a boat. Like, wow. So you're going you're gonna to forfeit Mike McCarthy in the name of what? And I am not here to discount the legendary all-time career of Bill Belichick, but, like, you really trust what Bill Belichick's been doing the last three years? Like, you, you really want to take a, a gamble on that because of historical, you know, things and his name and his legacy? Like, what is happening is not common. There are 20 teams in the NFL that would gladly trade lives with you. I, again, understanding that, you know, they haven't won significantly in the playoffs. It's really hard to win in the playoffs, but you increase your likelihood of doing so if you get there year in and year out. And so the, the re resistance to give this dude any credit, it was all Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I love Dan Quinn, but you know, the dumb people on the internet make me hate him sometimes because it's, oh, this is only Dan Quinn, not Dan Quinn. Mike, Mike McCarthy gets the least amount of credit for winning a Super Bowl I've ever seen. And Dan Quinn lost one in literally the most historical, you know, embarrassing fashion and gets more credit for that just for getting there than Mike McCarthy does for actually winning the whole thing. Hey, man, well said. But his boss will not say, yes, he's coming back no matter what happens. He will not say it. Then there's yeah, that, I mean, RJ. Yeah. Good point, Rob. I mean, I recognize, you know, again, the, the ecosystem that we're, you know, charged to kind of forge, forge for food in. Um, and Jerry wants that. I mean, Jerry wants these conversations happening you know, on a daily basis. I mean, think about it. You know, we're in the middle of a week where Tiger Woods broke up with Nike. Pete Carroll leaves the Seahawks. Nick Saban walks away from Bama. Bill Belichick's out of, you know, from New England. And one of the headline things on Friday, ahead of the NFL's playoff weekend, is are the Cowboys going to keep Mike McCarthy around? Like, that's, you know, this is the way, you know, the sausage gets made, so to speak. But um, I'm here to inject some, some what I hope is logic and reason into the conversation because if anybody seriously believes that, like, people ask all the time, like, oh, well, if they lose this weekend, are, are you firing him? No, I'm not going to make a rash decision, and, and you shouldn't either. Like, you should have this, this decision made right now. You shouldn't allow yourself to become that emotionally compromised. Well, um, and a bit of breaking news, RJ. Jerry Mayo has been hired as the Patriots coach. We'll talk about that in the next segment. This is the only thing I worry about, RJ. I do think the Cowboys win this game, but from what I've seen, the past couple, well, not against commanders, obviously. I feel like if the Cowboys don't run away and hide, and I know it feels like you and I pick on Dan Quinn a lot, I haven't seen anything that says if the Green Bay Packers have the ball last, that they won't move down the field on this defense. I saw Detroit do it. I saw Miami do it. And I'm just like, okay, how is Dan Quinn one of the hottest candidates when I feel like his defense digressed this year? Am I, is that unfair? Yeah, I mean, they're really good, but they're the least really good that they've been in this three-year run. Okay, and to your point, okay. right, right, right. Not, not, not only did Detroit do it, they let Detroit do it. I mean, they opened the door and escorted Detroit down to the goal line and said, you could score this touchdown and go for two if you want. Like, we're totally fine with that. <laughs> they, did, they did get beat by Miami. Um, I suppose you could give them credit for stopping Seattle on, on three straight fourth down attempts, okay. obviously, at the end of that game. But that was, you know, in a game where they didn't force the Seahawks to punt a single time. They didn't force the Bills to punt a single time. I mean, Dan Quinn has kind of gotten worked from December on. Um, wow. outside of a handful of moments. And, I mean, again, you know, it, 
this is this is always it's the backup quarterback effect. There's always a staffer on the Cowboys. Chris Richard wore cleats during practice and <laughs> screamed at people, and he was so be DC. that made him. Yeah, I mean, it's people just you know are looking for something to complain about, and Dan Quinn not being the head coach is it. And Dan Quinn could get the job. They could fire McCarthy and win 12 games next year and lose in the playoffs, and they would hate him too. I mean, it's just kind of what comes with the dinner. If Dan Quinn does leave, and it just seems he will, whether it's Seattle or someplace else, is the heir apparent in the building, or would they look outside? Yeah, I think you have to really highly and legitimately consider Joe Witt Jr. Um, you know, he's got experience in that capacity. The the hot name, the, the name the internet wants is Al Harris, um, who I think certainly is on track to be a, a phenomenal defensive coordinator and probably head coach in the NFL, you know, sooner rather than later. But again, people see Al Harris. He's really visible. They see him celebrating with Deron Bland. They see the clips that the Cowboys right. website puts out. And, and so like that, it's a little bit, again, not to take away from Al Harris, but it's a little bit of the Chris Richard effect in that respect. Um, and so people think like, oh, well, he got these guys to have a million interceptions. Like he'll just have every, it's like, like it's easy. You know what I mean? Like it's the a snap of a finger sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, you certainly wouldn't want to lose either one of those candidates. So it would make sense to have some sort of in-house promotion. And honestly, it makes sense to have continuity across the board as well. But, you know, there are also some people out there who attest that Sean Lee would make a great defensive coordinator. Let's just do that. We, that's the plan right there, baby. Wow. See, I think the Cowboys, I, you know, RJ, I don't care what the fans say because fans are going to be fans. Jerry and Steven, that's no longer their mo- they're not they're not a more no, any longer in the popularity contest. Like Al Harris makes sense for Jerry Jones twenty years ago. He's on Instagram. He's playing the music. It's a vibe. That's they're not that anymore. If that was the case, they would have went after D Hop. They would have went after Dalvin Cook. Like they they're not Odell. that organization anymore. Yeah, I mean. You know, and again, their reputation sort of precedes them, and, and they kind of like it that way. But, you know, insert whoever free agent. Oh, like, you know, and then jump to whatever national show. I don't know, man. Jerry loves to make a move. Show me the move. Like, sh- show me the move that Jerry has loved to make, you know, in, in the last, you know, <laughs> over a decade. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Do, do they pull out some squirrely things like signing Rolanda McClain on April Fool's Day a couple of years ago? Yeah, but that turned out really well um you know like um or and an alden smith like whatever like have a weird but like that's just their or trading for trey lance was kind of funny uh bringing in martavis bryant was kind of strange but like people act like again yo they're gonna jerry's gonna throw money at him show me the guy show me the name in the last decade that jerry jones has thrown the the outside player that he has thrown. They don't like to throw money inside the building. Like, you've got to fight and scratch and claw and beg just to get money if you're already in the building. Now, I did go fanboy when Derrick Henry at his exit interview said, I'm going to go on vacation, then I'm going to come back, re- regroup, and then I'm going to go to Dallas. And I was like, you going to go where? I guess he has a crib in Dallas already. He's probably lived there for 10 years. But I went Dallas Cowboy fan on that one. I was like, hey. Makes sense, because <laughs> I doubt Tony Pollard's going to be back, at least not at $11 million. No, Derrick Henry's kind of the one that got away. Uh, Zeke had a great career, obviously, but a lot of people look at what the Cowboys did in the first two rounds of 2016 with, J- with Zeke and Jalen Smith and say, that could have been Miles Jack and Derrick Henry, um, you know, or Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry. I mean, you could play a couple of different ways. Um, I mean, that's, it's a name that makes sense. It's, it's certainly – 
he feels like a player that could follow um, Mike Vrabel wherever he ultimately winds up. If that, you know, my deep fear is probably Philadelphia if they move on from Nick Sirianni for whatever the case may be. Um, but he, wow. he can still play. But, I mean, I think that you would hopefully have learned the lesson um, that paying running backs is not a smart idea at this point. You know, even if they're as talented as Derrick Henry, you just have to move on. You just paid Tony Pollard $11 million, and while he's kind of coming on, and that's definitely the hope, it was clearly not worth it. He is R.J. Ochoa. He is the manager and uh, editor-in-chief of bloggingtheboys.com. And he, I've, I've, I've always called R.J. Rain Man because of the, the, the bizarre and deep stats that you are, always have. And I think I've got a Rain Man stat for you. Let's do it. This is a first. This is the first time coming up this weekend in the uh, playoff game between the Packers and Cowboys that the two quarterbacks with the most passing touchdowns will have faced each other in the playoffs. First yeah, time ever, both the two passing leaders and touchdowns face each other in the, in the playoff opener. I, I, I find that crazy that Jordan Love is part of that conversation. I He's mean, you know, <laughs> not, he is a dude, and I don't mean to take away from that, but, you know, they were playing some, some garbage time football a little bit. And their, their defense, it. you know, the defense has, has gotten worked. I actually lost my fantasy playoff game because I played the Packers defense against the Panthers, and they got worked, and he had to, you know, save them from that game. Um, and, and he deserves credit for that, you know. Um, and what a lot of Cowboys fans would probably respond to you with, Rob, with all due respect is, Dak Prescott has won a baseball cap for a lot of fourth quarters. I mean, you know, Dak could have a lot more touchdowns if if they were, you know, if, if there was more necessary from him the way it has been from Jordan Love. Um, and you've got to give credit to Dan Quinn for that, right? Like everybody, it's it's a weird phenomenon in that there's enough credit for everybody, but people don't like to act that way. Um, but yeah, this is this is strange, and it speaks to how dangerous, obviously, Jordan Love is, but obviously, Dak Prescott is as well. Uh, well, uh, same as I asked before we get you out of here, same as I asked McCarthy, RJ, Cowboys win if blank. I mean, it's a real cliche, um, but if, if they're who they are, I mean, they, they should that's win. They said. should no, kick their ass. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. That's but, what like, he said. You know, they, they are, I mean, like, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites in a playoff game. Like, that's, you know, that's not a, a normal thing. Um, you know, they're – undefeated at home they haven't lost a game there in forever and my favorite thing that mike has said this week has been how people refuse to give this dude credit and that's obviously a sore subject for me but they act like his uh, his willingness to change his mind is a weakness they say oh well you know the offense only got good when cd and Dak wanted to talk to him and, and changed his mind you mean to tell me that the leader is humble enough to to take some advice right. and institute it what what a horrible quality um, and in a similar way, I love that Mike said, you know what, last year when we went to Lambeau, it became a little bit too much about me. It, it became about, you know, me versus the Packers. And to be fair, how could it not, right? Like, he's human. Everyone's human. Like, it was a natural story. Um, and so I, I think that Mike has learned his lesson from that. And there's power in knowledge. There's power in education. And um, I I really trust him, and I trust them. And, you know, if if they win, and they should, it makes next week you know, probably the biggest week in Dallas Cowboys franchise history in the 21st century. Um, and I don't that say that lightly. Uh, but they, you've got to get through this first. Like, But they should. Like, they, they win every single way. They win 99 out of 100 simulations, so to speak. And uh, don't let this be the one. It's kind of what you have to do. 
He's not a simulation. He's R.J. Ochoa, managing <laughs> editor of Blogging the Bowl, Bowl Boys and Tecmo Bowl loser, uh, R.J. Ochoa. Hey, I got a question for you before we let you go. If you had your choice and you were sitting at Foster's Bar and Grill over here at uh, San Antonio Cardhouse, would you have the Wiz, which is a large plate-sized French toast pancake that is pure hydrated between French toast and a pancake covered in powdered sugar and cinnamon butter and syrup, or... Would you have a fresh croissant dough pressed and cooked in a waffle maker topped with fresh-cut strawberries and Nutella? They call it the Nutella croffle. I'd call it delicious. Which would you have? His wife doesn't let I'd go with the, anymore. I'd, I'd go with the latter, but not if you're calling it Nutella. It's it's Nutella. Like, uh, you know, you've got to get the phonetic pronunciation right. Who calls it? It's it's not Nutella. Who calls it that? Nobody calls it that. It's, plus, it's, not, a plate no, it's not spelled N-E-W, right? It's, it's I mean, Nutella. It's, you know, it's it's old teller, the way you're talking about it. I mean, like, it's, you know, <laughs> I'd go with the croissant. Of, of, look, I love French toast, but a plate size worth of it, um, that's going to put you all to sleep, like, right away. So, you know, you can't, you know, don't make the day hard on yourself.